0: Welcome back everyone to Lisa's Refugee Health miniseries in collaboration with the Commonwealth Catholic Charities of Hampton Roads. In today's episode and the next few, we are going to hear from the CCC's Program Manager for Resettlement and Immigration Services, Kristen Larcher, with some subsequent interviews from some of our refugee community members. Last episode, we heard from Dr. Alexandra Leader regarding the global migration crisis at large, how this is playing out in the US, as well as what medical students in the Hampton Roads area are doing to meet the unique needs of our refugee population. So, please check it out if you're interested in learning some of those vocab and key players. With that, let me introduce Kristen Larcher and the idea of this mini series using some of her words. Refugees face enough challenges once in the U.S., learning a new language, following new laws, adapting to strange cultural norms, and facing shocking financial responsibilities. If you hear refugees' reflections about their arrival, you will hear something like, It was difficult. I didn't understand the language. I didn't know how to go anywhere. I just want to go home. And then COVID 19 came, piling on additional obstacles for newcomers, changing every single human being's daily experience, throwing perfunctory tasks into chaos, creating more isolation, and slowing down life considerably due to social restrictions and health measures. With the support of Commonwealth Catholic Charities, Refugee Resettlement, this series hopes to capture this unique period of the refugees in Hampton Roads' experiences, thoughts, and difficulties along the road to integration during this global pandemic. We also hope these interviews provide useful feedback to community members who provide services to refugees. But most importantly, we hope this mini-series provides insight and creates empathy that will lend to receptive and harmonious societies where newcomers and all immigrants are succeeding in their pursuits of safety, happiness, and prosperity. Thus, thank you for bringing with us and our refugee community members during this time. Please feel free to reach out to the podcast email, listo.saludglobal@gmail.com at gmail.com if you would like any more information or would like to get involved. Also, in the show notes, there's a link to the Commonwealth Catholic Charities website. But without further ado, let's hear from Kristen. Um, Kristen, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course. If you don't mind, just to start off, could you tell us a little bit about your role within the CCC and kind of what the CCC does in Newport News here? Yeah, so I'm the
1: program manager for, it's called Resettlement and Immigration Services. And so what that means is uh, the resettlement side takes care of refugee resettlement. Then the immigration side is overseeing kind of the immigration counseling and legal aspects of it. So we're able to bring refugees here, help them kind of start their new lives. We can work with them up to five years, and then, for anything legal that they need, like adjustment of status, you know, getting citizenship, we're also able to help them there. You know for resettlement, that is the ability through contracts with the federal and state government to receive and resettle refugees. And that's everything from you know picking them up from the airports <laughs> to uh, you know all the way down the line, helping them with you know by providing citizenship classes for over a five year period. Uh, we can also work with asylum seekers. We can work with uh, trafficking victims, Amerasians, and Cuban Haitian entrants. So those are all of the the categories that fall under ORR, Office of Refugee Resettlement. Gotcha. And that's up to, as I said, it's uh, up to five years gotcha. from the date of arrival. And then the immigration side is counseling. So let's say they, you know, they need a green card or let's say they're trying to bring a relative over or they're trying to get married, you know, Mm -hmm. to a foreigner Mm -hmm. or they need to apply for citizenship. We have in-house the counselors to do that. Gotcha. So that's resettlement and immigration
0: together. And then we also provide uh, interpreter services. So with some of these interviews that we'll share with our listeners in a bit, what inspired the CCC to do these interviews in the first place? Yeah. So this was
1: kind of like an avalanche of a thought process. So initially we wanted to do a health conference.
2: Mm-hmm. We did
1: one last year and we do this with EVMS and the Department of Behavioral Health uh, is a partner in that. And we just knew because of COVID that wasn't going to happen. True. We can't bring together hundred people. True. So we just, we still wanted to be able to do something that addressed refugee health. And we needed it to be in a way that was safe. And of course, well, I think we were talking about this in May, Hmm. so it was just like COVID, COVID, COVID. Like COVID was just the topic that everyone was discussing. So we thought, well, we can make it unique. You know, this is a unique experience, refugees uh, coming into a new country with COVID just, you know, dominating the scene. And that's a really unique situation. And we just thought this was an excellent opportunity to capture that document it we hope never again this you know we have to see this <laughs> yeah, happen. Of course. And we also knew that this we would see we would be seeing new things in the community like with our providers. We knew that the uh, new experiences would be coming forth from the refugees. So again this is kind of what motivated us to capture it. and um, the idea was through a podcast and like doing it just honing in and, and doing those at home interviews, capturing different aspects from the people from different countries and also focusing on different time periods that they've been here. Like if they just arrived versus if they've been here a while,
0: so that was kind of where this all came about. Gotcha, no thanks for explaining that, like the gamut of experiences I guess for (laughs) our refugee um, community members here. So thanks for um, wanting to pursue this and to get um, people's stories empowered out there. (laughs) Yeah, that's wonderful. So I guess uh, my next question, could you talk a little bit about In the midst of COVID, how that's kind of um, changed a lot of the functions or support that you guys are able to provide during this time?
1: For sure. Um, It's gotten better at the beginning. Everything just came to a grinding halt of -hmm. normal, obviously normal operations. We didn't know how to even start with the normal kind of package of services that we provide. It's gotten a lot better Mm -hmm. through time. So at the beginning, it was definitely like mandates were put out that you're not supposed to be going to their homes, you can't get a refugee's home, they were supposed to be quarantined for two weeks strictly before even interacting with them, so what it resulted in was we didn't get to see the new families as much as we like to, and of course when you're brand new into the country and you don't know left from right, up from down, and you're the only one in your neighborhood, you want that day-to-day interaction with your resettlement agency what a critical time you're fresh in a country needing that support yeah absolutely not even knowing where to get food right so that was tricky and so i do i think at the beginning it probably was not a great experience for you know our newest families but We still have been able to provide the basic core services. Our clients are, you know, connected to the benefits that they need. They've been trained uh, in the cultural topics that they need. They are becoming more self-sufficient and knowledgeable of how to transport themselves around the community. So it was tough and it was slow and it definitely required more like investigation about how to do things safely. But at the end of the day, I think we were still able to support the clients sufficiently.
0: Great. No, that's really empowering to hear and and it just it just
1: I think the biggest impact was just delaying of normal services. So for example to get a social security card would take two weeks and it was taking like two months. (laughs) Or (laughs) yeah or like getting your first TANF check would happen I don't know, maybe three or four weeks and it wasn't happening for again like two months. Yeah. And so that was probably another big change is just the delay
0: of, you know, those really essential things that you need to get your life started. Well, with that we're gonna hear from Ayar himself, who just arrived, it sounds like from Afghanistan during this time. So stay tuned everybody. Thanks so much.
1: So please introduce yourself. What's your name, where you're from, and how old you are?
2: I'm Ayar. I'm from Afghanistan. I'm 19 years old.
1: Great. So um, Ayar, so you were in Turkey before you came here. How did you end up in Turkey?
2: Uh, I, ca- I came uh, to yeah, different yeah, ways, uh, uh, from So I reached Turkey through a distant way. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Was it through like an organization? Was it on your own?
2: No, there wasn't any organization involved.
1: So while you were in Turkey and you're waiting to come to the United States, what were you hearing about COVID?
2: Just uh, we heard that it was dangerous and it it make you very sick uh, and it could kill you.
1: So were you worried that it would have any impact on your arrival to the United
2: States? Yes indeed, uh, I was so worried. Uh, I thought that, uh, I was thinking that maybe our flight would be cancelled and we would get stuck in
1: And you were traveling by yourself, right? Yes. Okay. So when did you arrive? Do you, do you remember the month you arrived?
2: The 10th of July. Yeah. March. March. Maybe. March yeah. Right? March. Right. Okay. Yeah, how much
1: Okay, so you've been here about four or five months. Yes. So, what do you think of the United States so far?
2: So I'm not worried. So life is very on. Okay.
1: Uh, and and you arrived through uh, through the refugee program, right? You are titled as a refugee.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Vale. So what's uh, have you received support since you have arrived?
2: Yes, I received a lot of help. Through yes. what? I received a lot of help. I received four checks. Mm. I received food. Mm. Uh, also, uh, my rent, my utilities. Uh, Okay. Uh, I, I received also special assistance mm-hmm. because of COVID 19 as well. And this was through the resettlement office? In okay.
1: Yes. What was the special assistance you received?
2: Uh, I was entitled to get three checks. I did mm-hmm. a four check because okay. of COVID 19. Okay. I received a food stamp okay. to buy food and everything else that I needed. Gotcha. I see a bike! <laughs> oh,
1: good. So, um, what impact do you think COVID 19 has had on your first few months here?
2: Uh, the big impact was that uh, I stayed home all the time. I didn't go out at all because of fear of COVID 19. Uh oh. How many days did you stay inside? <laughs> <laughs> when I arrived uh, COVID-19 was uh, at peak so I stayed home for two months. Oh my goodness yeah.
1: So now you've you've met more people
2: now, right? So the reason I stayed home was to protect myself from COVID-19 and also to protect others
1: Good. So other than staying home, other than staying home, what major challenge did you face? And and how did you deal with that?
2: It was a little bit difficult. It wasn't uh, the major issues that I went through, but uh, I had to stay home all the time. I didn't have a job. And also it was a little bit tiring because I couldn't go out to entertain myself. This was the the life that I had. Sure. Mm
1: -hmm. So, so regarding, you know, the business side of things, like going to the bank and getting your checks cashed and even getting IDs, d- did you have challenges with that?
2: Yes, I received my social security. I didn't face a big issue to cash my checks. I would wait a little bit and someone would come and help me to go to the bank and deposit my check. Good. Okay.
1: Good. So... If you could give advice to another new person coming, maybe from Turkey or from Afghanistan, who's brand new here, what advice would you give them to help them through COVID
2: 19? I <laughs> i a I a I don't have a lot of advice to them, but my big advice for them would be to be careful about the COVID-19 and respect all the preventive measures advised during their travel in order not to get sick.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. And once they're here, once they've arrived, what is some, something that would be beneficial for them to know?
2: I advise him to be patient and have self-confidence that to be successful. Yeah, great. So what are you
1: doing day to day now, now that you leave your
2: house? <laughs> now days are going very fast and good. Okay. Uh shuma car maker in Oh, car maker. yes, I I work. I asked her, do you work now? Good. He said, yes, I work. Are you working full-time? Uh, I work mean, uh, full-time. <laughs> yeah, second shift, uh,
1: full-time, yes.
2: Excellent. Uh-huh. What type of work are you doing? I work in the Smithfield company.
1: that's the meat place,
2: yeah? Uh, yeah. Good. Good. Yes, yes. Good.
1: good, good. What are your plans for your future, if you're looking forward to, you know, you're going to be here for a while. This is your new home. Have you any plans for the future?
2: Uh, Now I work. I don't have another another plan, but uh, my longer term plan would be to uh, get education.
1: Great. There are some great uh, community colleges around the university.
2: Yes, (laughs) I saw.
1: Excellent so, and take some English classes, right?
2: <laughs> Good. Yes, I finished the English classes, yeah.
1: Good. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, Ayar, is is there anything else you'd like to say?
2: No, thank you so much.
1: Ayar, we appreciate
2: all of your time
1: and we wish you luck.
2: Stay healthy, yeah. <laughs>
0: you've been listening to Lisa's refugee health series in collaboration with Commonwealth Catholic Charities. Special thanks to IYAR for agreeing to today's interview, to Maruf Ibrahim, who helped interpret Dari, and to the Office of Behavioral Health and Wellness. Oh, and of course, to Kristen Larcher for helping to put this content together. My name is Ellen, and thank you so much for being with us. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or ideas, please reach out to the podcast email. Until next time, we still have a lot to learn coming up, so stay tuned.